You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon on this very hot, my goodness, very, very hot Wednesday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is a award-winning website, by the way. And again, I want to thank everyone that, um, that did vote for us. We were voted best local news site by the readers of Rhode Island Monthly, which really includes... It's basically all the people in in the state, right? Because that's that's really who it is. Um, but so visit the website where we have uh, so many valuable advertisers. This portion of the program, folks, is brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Now, whatever you're doing right now, it is right now. It is 108 in the Ocean State. You still have time because they're open until two. So if you're in the car, swing over and see Ron and Melissa. They just reopened. They have have the delicious chocolate covered donuts they the ron ron's pastry gourmet 170 royal little drive in providence they were the ones that had the trump chocolate donuts and the trump cupcakes ron's pastry gourmet 170 royal little drive in providence look for them on facebook they are reopened they were closed for quite several weeks because ron was injured but they have the delicious sausage and peppers everything is baked fresh daily eggplant Meatball calzones, buffalo chicken calzones, Philly cheesesteak calzones, pepperoni and cheese calzones, uh, pizza strips, cannolis, brownies, chocolate-covered donuts, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Look for them on Facebook. They are open right now. They're open until 2 o'clock. Now, folks, as always, I tell you, visit the website, depetro.com, where we have great sponsors there like the Centerdale Comfort Food and Cocktails, the Centerdale Revival. The website is the Centerdale, and it's Centerdale section of North Providence, right at the end there is Smith Street, 2025 Smith Street, North Providence. Get there easily from 295, or just go to the very end of Mineral Spring, or Smith Street, and it's delicious. They are also winners of several categories with Rhode Island Monthly, and Shane was up early watching the live feed. The Centerdale comfort food and cocktails pop in. I had the I had a great time there. Just a couple of Friday nights ago, and I'm, I'm due to go back. Now, folks, again, we are going to talk with the head of the Providence City Council. You know, I'll play a little sound. It's been a uh, – and I, I, I don't have a problem playing – well, maybe I'll play in just a moment. Uh, but just to recap, very, very eventful day. Yeah, I have some sound I can play. Very eventful day. I thought uh, Chief Clemens was excellent addressing the media. This was um, – Early this morning, the situation in uh, suspect involved in a domestic and domestic violence calls are very, very dangerous calls. As he approaches, the suspect runs out of the house and fires at the police officer while coming very close to striking him. He immediately flees back in the house. All right, I'm going to play. I I was there, and so I'm going to play some of the sound of the press briefing just so you can hear the breakout, but... I want to be very clear, folks, that um, I I thought they did a really fantastic job. And that thing, you know, a lot of the, to me, a lot of the protesters and the activists, and they encourage violence towards law enforcement, and they preach that, and they seek it, and they... You know, they almost got their wish because this nut who is known to police drugs and guns. And by the way, in my live feed, you can see there's Jeff Pine right there. He's been on the scene for quite some time. But um, even earlier, and we'll just play a few moments of, uh, Good morning. of this. At about 4.15 this morning, we got a call to Canton Street on a domestic an officer, seven-year veteran, was first on the scene, and as he approaches the address, 
A suspect levels a rifle at the officer. Thank goodness the officer is both well-trained and experienced. Hold on, hold. Uh, yes, Jeff. Oh, okay. All right, folks, we are we are on. The cruiser took at least two shots, one nearly striking where the officer was sitting in the patrol car, and he retreats, calling for additional units. We got police on the scene. We surrounded the house. We made entry. Uh, thereafter, the suspect has fled. His name is Louis Ramon. He's 31. He has priors and prior convictions of firearms. And he is he he is still at large. And we're looking to apprehend him. This is a day that we're clearly fortunate that we're not tending to a dead police officer. And we're going to find him and we're going to hold him accountable. Commend the officer and the other officers that were on duty and the response of the Providence Police getting to this scene. We had a three-year-old baby on the first floor. That they went in, got out of the house. There were additional people up on the third floor. The suspect lived on the second floor. So it was textbook. We are thankful that it turned out the way it it did. But here is a young man in our community that levels a rifle looking to kill a police officer. Ah. We have a lot more work to do. Our first and primary goal is to get him off the street. So if he's listening turn yourself in. Well, they got him. Otherwise, we're coming for you. Yep. Colonel? Hold hold on one second. Real quickly, uh, we spoke about it last night. We speak about it often. The Providence Police guns and violence. Last night is a vivid example. We are very fortunate. The Providence Police officer is not critically injured, if not fatally injured. Uh, As the commissioner identified, he lays it out well. The actions of that sole officer and the responding officers was textbook. He responds, pulls up, the suspect involved in a domestic, and domestic violence calls are very, very dangerous calls. As he approaches, the suspect runs out of the house and fires at the police officer, uh, coming very close to striking him. He immediately flees back in the house, and by the time the officer radios for assistance, the suspect has ample opportunity to flee the scene, and that apparently is quite apparently what he is. The Providence Police, with detectives, SRU, patrol, are working actively, and we're very confident we'll come up with this suspect in a short amount of time, uh, and we'll announce that once the, once we do. Uh, we're very fortunate. I praise the men and women of the Providence Police all the time, and here's a vivid example. We're fortunate. I mean, myself and the commander and the commissioner talk about this. We've had, in our time, our errors on the police department. Four Providence police officers killed in the line of duty. And uh, it's real. This is real. Commander, anything additional? Do you have any questions? We're very fortunate. Providence police officers are alive. We are very, very fortunate. It's a high-powered rifle, assault rifle. Multiple rounds fired at the officer. There's no advance notice. He pulls on to Canton Street, and there is a suspect standing outside with a rifle. He levels the rifle, fires multiple rounds. When you say another, another, I'm not going to tell you, but it's multiple rounds. Uh, this is Commander Verdi. Six inches higher, three inches to the left. It goes right through the driver's windshield, and he takes it probably right in the chest. Oh. That's, that's how fortunate and how lucky we are today. It's been nine years since we've had an officer killed in the line of duty. Nine years since Max Dolly died in the line of duty. This is uh, this is serious. This is sick. This is sad. So we'll. Wilson had prior gun convictions or known to police for having illegal firearms. Frustrating for you that this keeps happening. 
We do our very best. The system does its best. Uh, we did have two prior firearms violations. We, Providence, arrested him before. We executed a search warrant. We charged him with firearms violations. We will, we will apprehend him again. Again, we will charge him with every single charge that he should be charged with. We will present him to the courts, and it will be a sentence. So this is an active manhunt right now? We are actively this searching one. for Lewis Roman, born July 5th, 1990. He's 31. He's 5'10", 230 pounds. Black here. He fled, he fled the scene, shirtless, no shirt, black shorts. We do. It's, it's, it's already been disseminated, and we will certainly provide it to the media. You said this. So, folks, again, that was um, at the scene. At the scene. And I want to, um, we're going to bring on right now, um, let's see. This is, um, good afternoon, everybody. Right now at 117, it's John DePietro on AM. 1380 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is thepetro.com. Trying to reach, um, unless he, all right, I'm going to try him from this. We are, uh, set the uh, city council president, John Igliosi, and I want to, um, bring him on right now. He was, uh, fantastic last night and we're gonna try to catch up with them it's been very very uh, active busy day as you can imagine 24 hours really or maybe go back even more now i know he was going to be a little tied up but we're trying to um bring him on all right we're going to try to reach him at some point i'm not sure why we're not able to get him right there let me pull up i want to just hear then the way it's uh, packaged with um let's see nbc 10 well everyone was there this morning folks so, so providence police have captured the man who uh that's pretty brazen right that's pretty brazen where then you're just firing at the police folks and also just a, a reminder that right now if you're uh, extremely warm make sure you uh call all right here oh are they just running the press briefing okay Oh, I thought they had a package. All right. Let me, um, let's see. So they don't have something on that. Let me uh, see. I like to then just hear if there's something that comes out that I did not, but it's very, very eventful, folks. And by the way, this doesn't exactly help calm people about the situation in Providence with something like this. So who shot at Providence officer now in custody. 12 covered it with their, you imagine their noontime. Good afternoon, I'm Kate Walsh. What started as an hours-long standoff of sorts in Providence has now ended with the arrest of this man, 31-year-old Louis Roman. He's said to be arraigned in Providence District Court today. Police say he shot at an officer while they were responding to a domestic violence call around 4.15 this morning. Let's go now live to 12 News reporter Chelsea Jones with... All right, Kate, like you said, the police officer was responding to the scene when Roman uh, pointed and fired that rifle at him. He was able to then go back inside the house. He at some point escaped, but thankfully that officer was not hit. City officials are saying that this could have been a much different story. The police called to a home here on Canton Street in Providence for reports of domestic violence. Once police got there, here is a young man in our community that levels a rifle looking to kill a police officer. Police say Lewis Roman fired shots at that officer, hitting his cruiser. And with what police are calling a textbook response, that officer was able to get away safely. Yeah, very, very fortunate. That was a high-powered rifle, assault rifle, multiple rounds fired at the officer. Did no advance notice. Police believe while calling for backup, Roman went back into the apartment and then out the back door. Shortly after, police blocked off the area and warned residents to shelter in place.
place because they thought Roman might still be inside. 12 News on scene alongside police throughout the morning. You can see in this video the SWAT team armed in tactical gear responding. I'm certainly frustrated with the way that things are um, with the crime situation. All of this happening following a recent uptick in violence in the capital city and only hours after an emergency meeting to discuss it Tuesday night. William Manzo has lived in the Mount Pleasant neighborhood his entire life and even opened up business in the area. He says while the violence is disturbing, he's confident the strength of the community will get them through this. We do not have, and I am not exaggerating, a speck of problems in this neighborhood. Uh, never had a car broken into, nothing. Police say it has been nine years since one of their own has been killed in the line of duty. And they're thankful this incident didn't change that. Six inches higher, three inches to the left. It goes right through the driver's windshield. And he takes it probably right in the chest. That's it. All right, Mayor Jorge Alorza commenting on this incident on Twitter, saying that he commends the Providence Police Department on their bravery and prompt response to this shots-fired incident. He goes on to say this is an example of the risk officers face every single day. Now, I did check in with Roman's lawyer a short time ago, and he does tell me Roman might not even appear in court today. We will still work to learn from him as they verify that. For now, I'm going to send it back to you live in Providence. I'm Chelsea Jones, 12 News. Again, folks, um, good afternoon, one and all. We were supposed to be speaking with uh, City Council President John Agliosi, but I know he had something he had to do and he could be tied up a little bit. But I'll, I, we will try to reach him. Um, I know that um, I'll, as I'm waiting to do that, now it's very warm out. It's 123, and this was a developing, breaking story that happened um, early this morning and it's obviously then you know went on it was a long standoff and this went on for quite some time and so it it's obviously going to be in the news now i want to also remind you about our friends at jkl engineering call them today they're licensed in rhode island and massachusetts jkl engineering give them a call at 401-351-7600 Four. 401-351-70. JKL, again, folks, 54 years in business and experts, absolutely. Why not call for a free consultation? Call JKL Engineering today at 401-351-7600. And especially if you're having a problem with your cooling system, call JKL Engineering today at 401 351 7600 jkl folks now is the time and remember it's going to be hot the rest of this month it's going to be hot into september called jkl 401-351-7600 jkl engineering licensed in rhode island and massachusetts 54 years in business you can depend on jkl engineering give them a call today 401-351-7600 so it is um, without question, as I mentioned. I mean, it's very, very warm out. It's actually, you know, the heat wave is going to continue over the next couple of days. Right now, it feels like it's 97 degrees out, depending on where you are. A little bit warmer inland, a little bit cooler by the coast, but temperature definitely feels um, like it is 97. So, or basically 100 degrees. Now, crime also goes up during that time. So that's something that the police have to take into account be cautious of um and, and 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 you can't just like shut it off right i mean if it happens it it happens where then suddenly they don't have control over it it's not like a, a suddenly just decide to you know shut off so now i also want to play it was pretty contentious last night this uh hearing that happened regarding the city council and how they're trying to improve things let me play a little bit of uh, i thought chief clemens was very very strong last night at this meeting folks mayor alorza has completely dropped the ball and i don't want to say abandoned the city but pretty close to it so let me hear this is the um channel 10 report of uh, last night and dirt bike mayhem city councilors in providence demanded action tonight but there are no immediate solutions to help the shorthanded providence police force Me 
Meanwhile, the police officers who are on the street working do not feel supported. Thanks for joining us. I'm Patrice Wood. The night team's Amanda Hoskins joins us live with tonight's emergency meeting. Amanda. Good evening. Well, it went on for more than three hours, and the police chief says that the state police will be coming in, but really maybe only once a week to help with that ATV and dirt bike problem. A lot of discussion tonight with future solutions, hopefully coming soon. The number of firearms on the street are sky high. The number of shell casings recovered has climbed to more than 600 for the year. And the number of police on the streets is close to 400, below what it should be. Those are a few facts Providence Police Colonel Hugh Clements presented before the city council in its emergency meeting Tuesday. We should be directing our resources to what the problems are at the moment of the community. And quite simply, we haven't had the resources Clements. The glaring example, illegal dirt bikes and ATVs seen throughout city streets. People do not feel safe. Colonel Clements says they are accepting help from state police at least once a week moving forward. Challenge, but I think once those riders know that we're more serious and we push back like we have done in the past, it cribs that activity. Commissioner Stephen Perry says the mayor is still looking into legalizing ATVs in some ways. This is a plan that some other cities have deployed. And while the commissioner says he too is frustrated with the violence. This isn't happening just in Providence. It was put under fire by some counselors. The challenge has been thrown down. Commissioner Perry needs to step up, a step need to feel like they're backed because they don't feel that at all right now. Some counselors are looking for more work with community-based organizations who are working closely with the community. What's missing here, it's the comprehensive strategic approach to addressing the violence in our city. The colonel says they've been working on an approach and push for community policing to see more change. Now, at this point, they are looking to start a community police uh, a police academy right now. They're working out the details of that funding, but they said they could start it very soon. Reporting live in Providence, Amanda Hoskins. And All right, folks, so that is the um, Channel 10 report. And then what was so disturbing last night, and again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 .9 FM, was this whole business that Mayor Alorza actually wants to he, he is at this point listen he's lost control of the city he just has and I, I i he just talk about not ready for prime time i thought dan mcgowan broke that down pretty well um trying to do these odd zooms you can't even see him and he just is not he is politically tone deaf to to what's going on this is the channel 12 story of what happened uh, last Providence, night where the city council just wrapped up an emotional hours-long meeting addressing the recent violence i'm shannon heggie i'm mike montecalvo many say they want answers as to what they can do to stop further incidents at the same time community members held a vigil tonight to honor the lives up but first let's Send it over to 12 News reporter Sheena Loshudo, who's live at City Hall with the details of what happened tonight. Sheena? Well, all city council members seem to agree on at least two things. First, they're all concerned about this violence. And number two, they all want to see a strategic plan moving forward from the police chief and the commissioner, really detailing what they need from the city moving forward. Now, a lot of the city council members say they would like to see more community policing. Some say it would work best on foot. But the police chief says he needs more officers to help support goals like that. In a second, you'll hear reaction from the city council president, the executive director of the Nonviolence Institute, and the president of the Providence Police Union in that order. I definitely think progress is made tonight because we had a couple of few commitments. One, they know they need resources. Two, they committed to begin another academy. Three, they did mention that they are working with the state police and looking to help bring them in with that neighborhood resource. Was I satisfied? I think it's a, it's a beginning. Uh, and I think that we have to deepen the discussion. I think we do really have to come up with a... Uh, Listen, a you just enforce the law. That's going to work okay? for... Enforce everyone. the law. And uh, especially around the safety of the, our city. We just can't, sure. we just can't do our job the way... We swore our oaths to do our job. You know, we're not out here trying to hurt people. We're not out here trying to do anything. Like that, but these ATVs are creating a very dangerous 
public. So, you know, they're, they're tearing up property, they're riding left to center, they're doing wheelies directly at you, and as they currently even said, they're surrounding police cars. So, if they feel they can do this and get away with it, what's to stop them from doing more? It's just going to continue to go on and be more bold and brazen in the acts that they do. And as you just heard, on top of recent murders, ATVs have been a big topic of discussion here in the city. The police chief and the safety commissioner spent hours answering questions about what to do with these ATVs here on the city streets. The police chief says it's a difficult situation with no magic solution. He does say they do have a strategy to address it, but he cannot address that strategy publicly right now. We're live in Providence. I'm Sheena Lushudo, 12... Listen, it's very simple, folks. Let's enforce the law, okay? Let's enforce the law. It begins and ends right there. That's that's what needs to be done. Law and order. Law and order. No more of this foolishness. No more of attacking. Lord. No one wants to deal with that. The narrative must change. No one... Safety is a problem. Safety is a problem. Police and was recently just like put on probation, let out on on a gun charge and shouldn't have been. What are the prisons for? Right? What are the prisons for? There's plenty of room at the ACI right now. ACI is nowhere near full. Plenty of room for one more. There always is. So you can't have that guy on the street. You can't in any way. Zero. I want to see this. Uh, oh, of course, Mark Reynolds. Providence shooting scene at site of vigil stage for politics. Well, what is that? I don't even know what that means. Uh, the shooting death of a 24-year-old speech pathologist helped to draw Black Lives Matter activists other local vigil Tuesday night. They invited several speakers from Providence Mayor Lorza to organize with the Party for Socialism and Liberation. What? Extended revolutionary greetings to communists in Cuba. <sighs> the result was sometimes fiery outpouring commentary close to where she was shot and killed. Police say shooting may have been gang-related mistaken identity. I thought this place was an opportunity to symbolize people coming together in the community. Um, not centering around hate and division. For the group, about 30 people, some speakers focused heavily on aspects of racial economic conflict. Last month in Providence, when the police pepper sprayed kids, one officer ordered black versus Hispanics. That is not what, that's, that, that was the fight going on. We should mourn with the utmost resolve of uniting people, not letting the enemy profit from it. Uniting. Uh, Dion Baker, minister, sees a chance for love and triumph. What? Uh, Rebecca Kislik, a state rep, talked about her own participation. Effect elect officials. Alorza clapped politely after each of the remarks. He acknowledged he doesn't agree with every word that everyone said in the such setting. His own comments, he talked about a response to violence. Now, I'd love to play some of this, but they don't exactly use clean language. Anyone that starts off, I want to say hello to everybody in Cuba. And, and here's this reporter, Mark Reynolds. They're not even doing it for her. It wasn't about that. If that was about her, then why are you inviting an organizer with the Party for Socialism and Liberation? Revolutionary greetings to communists in Cuba. Yet the media wanted it to be about that. The media wanted it to be about her. It wasn't about her. They're still going back to Sales Street. Imperialist. Huh. Uniting means building work. I'll have to listen to some of these later. How embarrassing. Let's put down the arms. Let's start fighting things with our heart. How about we need to find out who did this and hold them accountable? Well, Lorza, I don't uh, agree with everything being said. Well, that's, you know, boy, that's reassuring, Mayor. Oh, you mean about greetings to everyone in communist Cuba? That part? Is that the part that you don't agree with, Mayor Lorza? My goodness, folks.
what an embarrassment. So, well, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Right now it is uh, 136. And this portion of the program, and again, I also want to just mention, if you haven't seen it, if you go to the website, depetro.com i was out there this morning we did a live feed stream unscripted unpredictable i thought the police were very very impressive out there i did um but i also want to remind you on our website depetro.com award winning d-e-p-e-t-r-o.com which is brought to you by soul source restoration and remember it's s-o-l-e if you're listing right now on this wednesday and you have a building that experiences fire and smoke damage or water damage, mold remediation, storm damage, SOLE, sole source restoration, 401-712-2700. Mike CP and his crew, they will come out and repair it right away. I also want to remind you on this Wednesday, folks, you want to stay healthy. That variant is out there. I was prepared to talk about that today, but... Because of the shooting, we're not talking about it today. But with the variant, it's my health. Stop it and see them. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Call them at 401-305-3585. 401-305-3585. All right, joining us on the line right now, folks, on the John DePietro Show is the speaker. He is the city council president. It is John Igliosi. Good afternoon, Mr. President. Good afternoon, John, and your listeners. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, City Council President Igliosi, um, I want to just get your latest reaction to things, you know, just as we think there's a turning point and things can't get much worse, we have a situation now where this isn't just like the other night, Friday night into Saturday morning when it was, you know, targeted shooting. This isn't someone driving down Manton Avenue and spraying some people in a crowd. This is police are called domestic call right off Chalkstone Avenue right down from the old and then suddenly there is a man standing known to police assault rifle in hand and starts firing with the intention of killing a Providence police officer it was a it's a horrific event first of all I want to congratulate the Providence police for acting professional and addressing this this uh, situation um, but, uh, but it's also very serious. It shows how every day our Providence officers, men and women, put their lives in harm's way for our safety. If anything, it shows that we need to support them more. We need to give them the resources they need, and we need to help them when they need the help, not just uh, decide that uh, we cast them aside because of some advantageous based on some event somewhere you know uh council president igliosi i also blame you know this rhetoric about and i'm not going to use the language but you're familiar with the blank the police and they're so brazen and uh, unfortunately and people listening know uh your residents uh the protesters the defund the police they they went to your neighborhood uh did vandalism they're so brazen this element of vilifying police as you know police are not father someone's mother someone's son daughter brother husband wife these are people hired to protect and serve this element that they are murderers and criminals that this has to come to an end well if i can say john you know first of all we all commend uh, the Providence police officers that wear the blue, bottom line. Yep. And we all condemn the ones that disgrace it. Yes. In my travels in the city of Providence, and I've been going to all different neighborhood meetings, I haven't met one person who says, I support police brutality. No one does. Right. Neither does the police officers, nor does the command staff. When that happens, we all take a breath and go, how do we not have this happen again? This is not something we want to happen, and this is not who we are. And... The police officers are the same. Sometimes good people do bad things and bad bad people do even worse things. It happens. I'm not defending those bad actions. What I'm saying is it's unreasonable to think that everybody's perfect and we're not. Right. 
So when, when we get that rhetoric that you mentioned, and I've heard it from my council colleagues, and I've heard it from other leaders in government, this idea of, you know, defunding the police, blank the police, all uh. this stuff, all that does is further demoralize the police department. That's right. Further, by, um, what do you call it, destabilizes your neighborhoods. Because the majority of the people welcome the police. They want them to be part of the neighborhood. They want to be part of the fabric of the neighborhood. They want to know who the officer is. And the officers want to know if Mr. Smith is on vacation and his business is closed for a week. If Mrs. Jones is sick on the third floor on Cleveland Street. You know, that's, that's part of it. So the idea that this is complete blanket of hatred is wrong. It's just that unfortunately, right now, certain groups have the bigger megaphone and certain politicians um, gravitate toward it yes. at the expense of all of the constituents that we serve. Yep. And that's, that's what's been happening. And this is what I say. Extremism isn't good whether it's right or left. That's I never right. subscribe to it. Yep. And governing by social media, governing by knee-jerk reaction is not leadership. It's reactionary uh, political expediency. Folks, we're speaking with City Council President John Igliosi, who, you know, and I've said in the past, um, especially as of late, you have absolutely hit the nail on the head with so much of your observations of a administration basically ruling by social media. Um, I loved how you said, we're going to make it clear, ATVs, criminals, they're not welcome. It's not, you even started saying, this is crazy. We we eradicated organized crime. This, Cranston doesn't have an ATV problem. Warwick doesn't have one. North Providence doesn't have one. Johnston doesn't have one. It's got to be, a, like, this is crazy as if, you know, like it's God's will. We can't control it. Um <laughs> You, and where are they coming from, by the way? They're yes. coming, if you live, the people that are doing the ATVs, they come from Providence, but they're coming from our neighboring cities and towns yes. because we have the – right now, the city has the welcome mat for them. Yes. You can go anytime any, uh, during the day in front of City Hall, and you will see them running up and down the streets. Yep. Why? Because they say, we own the city. We yeah. can do what we want. That's right. And that type of, that type of attitude is enough is enough. Yeah. This is not, we're not going to tolerate this. We're going to protect all our constituents, not just the pedestrian bridge in downtown Providence. That's right. But the neighborhoods, right? And when, and the people that we're supposed to be serving, then they'll get the message. Yep. And it can happen. And I, and I said earlier, if we can eradicate organized crime and deal with prostitution and drug dealers, I find it hard to believe <laughs> we cannot address teenagers and young adults running amok yeah. in a and by the way, in a criminal manner. Yes. On their ATVs. Yeah. And City Council President Igliosi, you listen, I, I'm going to just throw this out there right now. 144. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. City Council believe that people arrive at certain destinations at the right time. I'm putting it out there to you right now that I believe um, the city needs you, and I believe you should seriously consider running. Next year, someone is going to be elected to be the new mayor. Mayor Lord is a term limited out. Your message, a very no-nonsense, easy-to-understand message on crime, that that is what matters right now. You know, look in New York where you have Eric Adams, the former you know, police sergeant or lieutenant who's He's basically going to be the next mayor. Right now, nothing else matters, as you know. If you have a crime problem, it doesn't matter what your plan is for schools, for housing. If people don't feel safe, nothing else matters. So would you at least right now consider perhaps putting it together a campaign for mayor? Well, first, I, I'm flattered that you, you – uh, I feel that way. Making a statement. I'm, this I'm is your you time. This is your um, time. Everything's up for consideration, of course. I hope you know, so. I'm term limited out. Uh, you know, I have, I have to go through the processes, and uh, we'll see how it plays out at this time. Right now, I'm focusing on being president of city council, but all the options are on the table at this time. You know, one thing that, and I won't keep you, but one thing, you know, when I hear people that kind of want to nibble around the edges of you know, we need to keep the rec centers open more. We need more after school. pro. Like, let's just look at the, the crimes that just took place 
you know, of, of recent what just happened. You had, you know, the 24-year-old woman from Warwick at 3.30 in the morning because some gang members apparently were riding around and wanted to shoot someone in the east side. I mean, that seems to be the working theory. You had uh, the ATV riders pull that woman out of the car. Thank God she wasn't killed but beaten. This, this man that they arrested earlier this today, this morning, th this is not about poor water quality. This isn't – you're not going to enroll him in, in a midnight basketball league. He doesn't need the rec center. He is a criminal. He's a drug dealer known to police with a weapon. He, the, there are the first thing that has to happen is you, you, they have to get the criminals off the street, and the police have to feel confident that they're going to be backed up when they get the criminals off the street. What, do, what is your thought? Well, I mean, I think you said it very well. You know, we we need to make sure the criminals feel unwelcome in our yes. city. Yes. Yes. And, and by the way, and and the idea, and this is the part that always gives me great concern, where we don't identify who the real victim is, and then we try to empathize with the criminal yes and it, it and it's so counterintuitive because it's the victims that we need to protect our constituents the criminals need to feel unwelcome that they can't you know do whatever they want in the city of providence that they can't uh just commit crimes randomly by the way these gangs that's another policy you know you have to get back on that whole gang unit yes addressing this gang situation yep, that's right so, you, know, you mentioned something else that i thought you see me you missed this one the fact that the gangs felt that they could do an open shootout yeah. in broad daylight in a neighborhood huh. in Providence. Wow. Feeling, by the, the idea that they would not would not have any type of repercussions for their actions. Right. Think of how bold and blazing and brazen that is. That's right. That's the Wild West. It is. There's, some, there's, there's a mentality that is the seed has been planted, and we, not, we need to stomp that plant out ASAP. Like complete lawlessness. You're exactly right. Think of that mindset. There's something to that. You know, when you think you can just come roll into a city, yep. roll into a neighbor and say, let's just shoot a rival gang. About oh. You mentioned about the young lady who got shot. Um, and it looks like it's a gang theory, right? Yes. Not, not that she's part of the gang. No, it looks no. Like it might be part of a gang initiation thing. Yes. Think about that for a second. Yep. There's something going on. And if we don't shine a light on it and we don't stop, uh, you know, if we don't address this and really uh, with the full weight of what we need to do, it's it's going to continue to escalate. Yeah. Now, Providence is a great city. I'm going to go back. I love the city. I live in the city. Yep. You actually been by my house. It's I have. My neighborhood. You have a lovely my, neighborhood. My family, Beautiful my neighborhood. Family, right? It is a great city. And they, we have a lot to offer. We need to turn the page and show the people of Providence and the visitors and the business owners that the leaders of Providence are taking it serious. We're going to address it. We're going to put the full weight of city government and any other government, whether it's the governor gives us help or the cities and towns gives us help. We're all in it together. A safer Providence is a safer state. It it benefits all. It does. And, okay, and we're not we're not disconnected. No, really, it's not. We're not a separate country. We what happens in Providence has an impact on Cranston and Johnston, North Smithfield. Excuse me, um, North Providence. All our bordering. And East Communities. Yeah. Pocket. Yes. It's important that, you know, that we are in it together and yes. we need to address that and not be ashamed to ask for help. No. Listen, that's, you know, you know, first thing is what you have an issue. Second is asking for help. Being a leader in Providence is, I don't have a problem asking people for help. Right. Boy, you, you have a problem with that. You got to look at running from it. I mean, you are saying all the the right things. I think you have a clear message. You have the experience. You're the head of the city council. I also want to point something out, Mr. Mayor. And again, because of my comings and goings, I was on scene this morning, right about 5.45, quarter six. I'll be, I was at Public Street after that. People will ask me like, oh, are you crazy and being in the city? And I will tell them, you know, like last early Saturday morning, Friday night. Now, it is true. Apparently, two guys came down from Boston some one of them apparently had some kind of gang connection it is true two people were shot and killed but unless i plan on going to a club behind the hospitals at 2 30 in the morning that, that's a targeted element of crime they're not coming after me this isn't in front of capriccio at 7 30 it's not right in the mall garage i mean that is 
there's certain crime that goes with every major city, but I would almost liken that sure. to, right? When you would, years ago, 70s and 80s, and a member of organized crime would end up either shot or, well, they're not taking out just, you know, people standing. A lot of times this is, I'm not excusing it, but it's targeted violence. It's not going to hit the people that are just going about the business. And, you know, I'll also say this. I was telling someone the other day, um, you know, Mayor Cianci believed in the city. Mayor Cianci, you'd see him out in the city. Uh, he was always selling the city. And, and if he was out, he sure made sure that wherever he was, it was quiet. There was the Bill Malinowski who passed away would tell the story that one time, uh, Buddy Cianci, the mayor, he was at Mediterranean. Maybe you know the story, but in the middle of a story, I think it was like on a Saturday night, some motorcycle guy was revving his engine outside and then, you know, sped up through the light. So at the time, Mayor Cianci signals to his troop. So they they caught up to the guy over on like North Main Street and they made him come back to the restaurant and he made him go table to table and apologize to all the people for ruining their dinner. Now, you've, right, you've heard that before, correct? I didn't hear that story. You haven't? All right. So anyhow, it's true. That's a great story. It is. But my point is, think how far we've gone from, you know, maybe someone would say that was extreme and, you know, he made the guy table to table. I apologize and everything. But think of that landed with the ATV riders, right? Where that guy was the extreme exception when now, my God, I mean, no one would blink twice. So, well, you know, it's about the idea of promoting that we all in this together, yes. that we're neighbors, and that we should respect each other. The problem is that we've, 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 we've uh, decided to subscribe to this, um, this caustic beatitude towards each other. And by the way, uh, governments have, have promoted the past couple of years, political parties have, and it doesn't play out when you're working. The average person is trying to work, live, and play in a city. You yeah. know, it, it, that, there's no room for that type of behavior. We need to. We we live close. It's 175,000 people. It's a small area, right? We live on top of each other, next door to each other, right? And we can, you know, can see our backyards. We need to respect each other a little more. Right? It's it's a simple matter of having that neighborly respect again. And it, that has by the way, that. that that has nothing to do with politics, nothing to do with political affiliations or anything else. How about just how about just being a good neighbor? Yes. Probably in the city, those ATV riders, they probably should, if they catch you, any, another, uh, they, ca- they caught, I guess, the, the young lady or the woman who, who seemed to be the witness or, or was part of the assault of the, of the woman in, um, uh, in the city recently. Well, she should now publicly have to go apologize. To yes. Part of yeah. Her I, I like that. that. She should have to apologize, and then if she was part of the assault, she definitely should have the book on her. Because right. if she chose chose to uh, work um, to um, rip that woman out of her car and be yeah. there's a problem there. And I say, I just want to say one thing about that incident. What's also concerning is that the lack of empathy. Yeah. The fact that all the riders were filming, filming it, it. watching it, yeah, and didn't even. And in, in get involved. They just kind of watch it and then right. post like, it on there. Like, think, I mean, think lack, of that. Lack of, lack of empathy, empathy yeah. for your fellow human being yep. and thinking what you're doing is right. There's something that, that once again, there's a disconnect going on. we got to reconnect and make people more empathetic to each other. And that stops, stops, no, that stops from the top. You got. You have to do that. You, yes. And leadership needs to show that. It's not just about being empathetic to the criminals. We're talking about being empathetic to the victims in the people of Providence. That's right. Our services. And, yet, and folks, we're speaking with City Council President John Igliosi. And I'll tell you this, Mr. President. So that was on Canton Street today. Now, I and I think I may have told. So I I lived for a year on Andam Street, which is one over from Canton. So I was back in my old neighborhood. My my mother grew up on Andam Street. My parents got married right at Blessed Sacrament church which i went by which is right there in academy and when i'm out in providence i'll say this i have so many people that come up and they live in the different neighborhoods and they see me whether it's facebook or whatever and they say hello and they're good people now they may be poor people but they're not criminals they don't want the criminals on those streets they they are tired of the atvs terrorizing them they're tired of the you know some of the other criminals out there the city is made up of good people. What needs to happen is the police need the backing to get rid of the criminals. And, and you said it best. The criminals have to be made to know that they are unwelcome in the city of Providence. I agree. Yeah. Well said. That's exactly right. Yep. You know, and it doesn't matter. Safety is 
prevalent no matter what race, what nationality, That's what right. sex, sexuality. Everyone wants a safe environment where they live. Yes. And safe environment, part of that equation is having a good community policing involvement in your neighborhood. Yeah. And, and even having a relationship with your officer. Now, there was a three-month-old child, right? At that yes. scene today. Yes. Now, yes. another officer less trained may have leapt out, and it could have been like, we're going to battle this out under the street. There could have been bullets flying. Who knows? The fact that he had the wherewithal back up, immediately radio for help. I mean, that type of training and discipline, um, I, that is a credit to the force. That is something, and and but it's it also should not be glossed over that, and I think Commander Verdi said it well. I think Chief Clemens said it well. This that you know that bullet goes one or two inches a little bit closer in, and you could have had a fatality with a police officer early this morning. Yes. So bullets don't discriminate, John. No, they do not. So well, listen, Mr. President, I really would like you to think about it. I would think of moving back into the city if I was going to go to the inauguration of Mayor Igliosi. I'm going to throw that down. My dad grew up at Fox Point. Obviously, my mom grew up there. I've lived in the city. I've lived on the east side. I lived off Andam. So um, I, I obviously spend a lot of time there. It'd be easy for me to do the live feed if I was living in the city. I like your neighborhood in Silver Lake. Keep me posted if something opens. You live on a nice street. But listen, I mean it. Great. Well done last night. You have the attention of the city. I am telling you right now, I think you are the right man of the moment. You're the right person at this time with the right message, perfectly prepared to lead the city. I know it's a family decision. You come from a very proud family. The Igliosis basically ran and are well-known in Silver Lake. So, and your dad all those years. So, listen, give it some thought. Uh, keep up the good work, and I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, I will. And thank you for having me, John. Absolutely. Be well, right. everybody, and be thank safe. You. Thank you, folks. City Council President John Igliosi, right here on the John DePietro Show. Folks, I like having conversations like that. Juan tends to be very positive. Now, here's what's going to happen. It is 1.59 on this Wednesday. Now, coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news, and then it'll be time for the John.